I'm Kelly. And welcome to The Millennial Minimalist. Today we are sharing our recent guest appearance on the Behind the Human podcast with host Mark Champagne. This episode was recorded in a festive podcast studio in the famed Canadian Tire Christmas House, and Mark interviews us about our minimalist journeys and our approach to the holiday season. We begin with a discussion about how millennial minimalists came to be, and we share our tips on how to declutter and manage our minds, which is especially helpful during this busy time of year. We also share our thoughts on gift giving and receiving, and our tips on how to design a lighter, simpler, more meaningful holiday season. This episode begins with a kind introduction by Mark. Today I'm chatting with Kelly and Lauren, the hosts of Millennial Minimalists. Kelly and Lauren are Canadian millennials and minimalists on a mission to inspire others to adapt a simpler and more intentional lifestyle. Lauren is the natural minimalist who has always lived simply, while Kelly is the minimalist adopter. I feel like the show is a, a ploy to get you to join the minimalism adventure, Kelly. (laughs) Together, they share their lessons and minimalist journeys to inspire others to declutter their lives and access and design their ideal lifestyles. That's what I really love about this intro is it's not just the physical things. It's really the whole lifestyle and design. So I'm super excited to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. And we should probably provide a bit of perspective for everyone listening because we're all, you know, we're all hosts of podcasts that don't typically record in winter wonderlands that we're in right now, which is super awesome. So yes, we should mention where we are right now. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go yeah, for it. so we are actually at the Canadian Tire Christmas House, which is a really special place. It's a beautiful place in Toronto that's kind of decked out in all of Canadian Tire's um, Christmas uh, stuff for the year, and it's it's fantastic. This space is. It's 6,500 square feet and it has this amazing podcast studio and we're lucky to be recording here today. Everything is lit up in Christmas lights and it's so beautiful. It's it's stunning. And it's so for me, like my two loves of life, Christmas and podcasting, like I couldn't, I just want to live in the house and not leave, right? And Lauren, I feel like you're in the perfect outfit today. She's just like all Christmassy and I'm like, wow. It's my Christmas outfit for the season. I love it. Exactly. It's this one exactly. right till spring. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, thanks again for taking some time to chat and come on the show. We're friends and yes. we share a lot of great stories and, and podcasting tips and best practices and all that stuff. So super fun to have this conversation. I wanted to br- go back to Florence, Italy, okay. where it all began, where episode number one um, came to life. So why don't you bring the listeners, like, how did that all come up? From the beginning, well, it was one of those spare the moment trips. Lauren and I said, hey, like we were both at a point in our life where we're kind of a little bit lost, to be honest, to be quite vulnerable with both of our audiences. We, I personally felt a little bit unfulfilled in my career life and as a very ambitious individual, I was trying to figure out like what is distracting me? What is keeping me away from focusing on the things that I'm passionate about? And I quickly realized that was because of all the clutter in my life. Okay. And I saw how Lauren was living and Lauren has always lived simply and it made me realize that, hey, like not only do I have physical clutter, but I also have mental clutter. And you know what? I have a little bit of money saved up and I just need to get away. And Lauren was on the same page. We decided to go to Florence, Italy for a week. And the beauty of it is that we both brought tiny carry-ons. Lauren, even tinier than mine, of course. (laughs) Uh, But for me, it was like a really, really good test to kind of living away, to clear my, going away to clear my mind, but also bringing only a few items. And I I still don't really remember how it came to be. I was an avid listener of podcasts. Lauren uh, was was starting a podcast where she was interviewing authors and she just we both combined our passion for podcasting but also living simply and we decided on this trip let's go and record our first episode let's just try it out uh and yeah Lauren can go from there and where we recorded we recorded before the trip though like there was no was there discussion of a podcast did we discuss it I feel like Kelly would always talk about how She's like, oh, well, you don't own that much stuff. And I had just, like, maybe a year or two prior, watched a documentary on minimalism. And I didn't even know you could define it. I just had lived that way. I didn't know 
it was a way to live. I just yeah. didn't want to own that much stuff. And she was like, that's me. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, this is me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Kelly would bring it up and then we had just always talked about it. And yeah, we, she, she was so involved in podcasting and I had just gotten started with starting my own podcast and we just kind of came up with doing one on minimalism. And I remember we were walking and I was like, how can we, like, we're trying to figure out our name, like, what should we call it? And we're walking and I'm like, it has to do with our generation because I feel like our generation is, as well as our parents' generation, but we're kind of the ones that are so bogged down by so many things, like emotionally, physically, just everything. And we can relate, especially with our families. Our families love their clutter. Yeah, they do. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, yeah, it's like, it's like the millennial generation, and we yeah. just thought of millennial minimalist. So. Yeah, she, you're actually the one who thought of the name Lauren, which is yeah, yeah. It turned out to be super catchy. But but yeah, no, and we should also add that before we started the podcast, Lauren and I actually used to go into people's closets, take their items, and resell them for them. So oh, okay. so we helped them declutter their closets and sell their items. Okay. So we did that for a little bit. So we had our first business together, which was really rewarding. And then we decided, hey, like, how can we collaborate? on something else that involves minimalism but also writing and producing lauren and i both love writing and we're both passionate about living simply so it just sounds like everything was kind of coming together right all the paths were just and and it happened to be in florence which is great but you know that you know the work that you were doing together the passion all that was just coming to the same kind of head which is super cool and something to add is we actually recorded our first episode in the most beautiful spot in Florence, Italy. And we posted it on our Instagram. It's basically oh, the most beautiful garden you've ever seen. Okay. And Lauren and I, we like our night, we like nice things, but we said, oh, let's just go to the four seasons in Florence, Italy. Let's yeah. go for one cappuccino each. Yeah. <laughs> and let's just enjoy the beautiful courtyard. She started reading her her book on her on her phone. And I was just sitting there, just kind of taking it in. Yeah. And then we combined and we said, why don't we just record right now? Love we hadn't it. even planned. It's like, yeah, we just kind of did it off the cuff. And it turned out to be really good and we kept it. It's our first, first real book. original episode. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. There's yeah. something, you, you and I have talked about this, about just spending time in really nice places. And it's ironic we're in this space recording it, but like the four seasons and nice kind of hotels and whatnot. And, and you know, everyone's at different places in life, but I'm kind of the same thing as you. Like, I'll go there and have a coffee, right? And it, like you don't have to go and have this crazy meal or be staying there. And if you can, yeah. even better. But you can still go and have the experience. Absolutely. And so that true. is so powerful, right? So when you mentioned the documentary, I feel like we probably watched, I feel like most of the world watched the that documentary around that time, which is super interesting because, you know, being in the same generation as you as well, like I'm also feeling it from a mental standpoint where our generation is really trying to unload, right? And like, especially on the men's side too, because there's a lot of men actually talking about emotions and whatnot. And there's men's groups and things like that. How have you seen, like, where do you see minimalism today? even over the last few years as it's been evolving, just to kind of set a bit of a benchmark on where we're at right now with things. I think right now, a lot of people, when they think of minimalism, they think of design. They think of minimalist design and simplicity. And I think that we're going in that direction, specifically with design. But another thing people always think about is, oh, physical clutter. And I think with Marie Kondo especially, she's really kind of ingrained in us that, hey, we should start eliminating or removing the excess from our lives so that we can start owning and living by our values, owning those things that actually bring us joy. So I think people are familiar with that. But I think that I think that people are not are unfamiliar with the fact that minimalism is more than those two things. It is about removing the excess so that we can design our best life. Mm-hmm. And I love that because Lauren and I, we like to explain to our audience that minimalism really is a whiteboard. It is a lifestyle template. It yeah. is an opportunity for you to design your life and make you realize that, hey, like if you're unhappy with how your life is today, you can start working on all those aspects of your life, physical, mental, emotional, digital, and spiritual, all those areas of clutter and hyper-focus on what you really want in all those areas. Okay. It's a massive challenge, yeah. but it's, again, it's it's one of those things where I would say that 
I'm, if I were to define myself, your podcast is called Behind the Human. I'm just everybody else. I'm just mm-hmm. everybody else in this world. I am our listeners. I'm just somebody on a mission to find greater fulfillment in my life. And I feel like minimalism, this lifestyle gives me that opportunity to do so. How do you start? Like, I guess just to give the listeners some some help in getting started, because I love the concept of a whiteboard for your life. And but there's an element there that I feel like you have to release or get like you have to get to the whiteboard almost or at least work your way there. So like, how do you even start the process and then build in, I guess, practices or mentalities to, to kind of keep it going and evolve it? Uh, well, for me, like Lauren inspired me to actually go into my closet and remove those excess items that I don't okay. wear anymore. So I started with the physical things. Yeah. And Lauren, as the natural minimalist, she realized, wow, I, I mean, you didn't really think of minimalism more than the physical things, right? When we began. Yeah, I never thought of it more than... But then I also didn't know that I was a minimalist until yeah. I saw the documentary. But, like, why not put it in every area of your life? Right? And then you kind of learned that you had mental clutter. And so do I, and I will admit Yeah, it. of course. And everything, so, emotional we all do. goals, like <laughs> anything that there's excess in your life, you're... The more you can narrow things down, the better your life is going to be, I think. Yeah. I mean, we were we were chatting yesterday and you had mentioned, Lauren, that you can manage your mental stress better these days. Yeah. Like something will trigger you and you're like, oh, okay, well, is that right? Like in a couple of minutes, yeah. you'll be like, okay, I don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Things that would upset me before or I would dwell on now, like I'll still get that initial irk, but I'm like, nah, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Like you can let things go easier because minimalism does it focus you. It forces you to focus on the essential. Yeah. And once you do that in all areas of your life, you realize how unessential a lot of things become. So yeah, so I would recommend like for our listeners, if you want to start adopting this lifestyle, just start with the physical things, then move into thinking about, wow, like if you're, if you don't feel full, fully fulfilled in your life, you actually may have mental clutter uh, or emotional clutter, clutter that maybe you haven't dealt with. And one of the biggest advantages of living this way is it helps you live more authentically, helps you kind of uncover all those masks that we all we all put on ourselves right to fit in to please our parents all these things that we do and it helps you by removing the excess you're basically stripping away all those cover-ups you have and the beauty is you can live more authentically and for lauren she's she's very put together but then she also has this amazing hilarious funny comedian (laughs) side and and I'm like, oh, I wish everybody could see it. And then finally, Lauren is now exploring comedy, something that she would never have done before. So How cool is that? Yeah, it's okay. very nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Good for you. I mean, the, the stuff that comes to mind when I'm just hearing you two talk about it, because as you know, I interview a lot of different people and their mental fitness practices. And like the standard practices come out like journaling and meditation and breath work and all these things. But the, the, like the theme or what's usually behind there that you guys just hit on, which is beautiful, because I think this opens up a whole other group of people to these practices, is that micro pause in between reaction. And, you know, most guests on the show have very he- or heightened senses of self-awareness, which it sounds like, like that's been happening with, with you and it's happened with me just interviewing people. And, but you're coming from, you're, you're getting to that with a whole different set of practices, which is so cool, mm-hmm. right? Just to show that, you know, as you're releasing things out of your mind and your physical environment, it just, I think for me, it just, it provides a clarity or provides, you know, space to operate. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I love how you worded that. A lot of people don't even think to just take that pause with anything you know yeah if you want to buy something it's not you don't step back and be like do i need it if someone insults you instead of reacting do you step back and be like does it matter like that pause is actually so important in life yeah it's it's the magic yeah it's the magic it's, i like that and and i think at least what i'm seeing the, the more you, you you have these practices and the more you go about life in that way the easier it becomes to see the pause and, and then you just start, it's just a snowball. It just keeps going and going, right? And as our lives get so much more complicated and hectic, the more necessary it is to implement these types of 
mental practices into our daily lives. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And some people, they don't even realize that they're not doing it. They're just riding every single day and potentially in the wrong direction. And yeah. it's so important just to take five, 10 minutes every day to just for yourself, for some self-reflection, whichever way you want to do that. It could even just be by going to the gym or meditating, yeah. whatever that be, right? So I think it's important that we all find that time. But with this lifestyle, Lauren and I always talk about how, wow, we, we're constantly checking in with ourselves because yeah. this lifestyle, you're hyper aware of how you spend your time, your energy, and your intention. So in every moment, sometimes it's, oh, you know, especially with living more sustainably, one of the minimalist values yeah. is living more responsibly. So yeah, so we both have reusable coffee mugs, but sometimes we'll forget our mug and then we'll feel guilty. We said this in our last yeah. recording. Oh my gosh, like is anybody looking at us yeah, with our yeah. paper cups? You know, we feel guilty. Mm -hmm. But you know what? You, again, this lifestyle requires maintenance and a lot of self-discipline, but there's um, no such thing as um, perfect minimalism. Yeah. So. Of course. But what I love about all of that, and, and I kind of experienced this last week, I was in, in Brooklyn with the team and they had ordered in like fresh fruit of some sort. It was like a subscription. And they like we opened the box, but it was full of packaging. And, you know, like even a couple of years ago, no one would say anything about that. And yeah. the, the first comments out wasn't like, wow, this fruit is amazing. It's like way too excess on the packaging. Like this is ridiculous and we're not going to order again type thing. So it's, it's, so it's super yeah. exciting to see that, I mean, we have a long way to go, obviously, but you can feel the, the change, which oh, it has a lot to do. Is the first step. Yeah, exactly. Lauren has mastered that. Well, I'm, I'm trying, I once you watch video, like I watched the YouTube video on the girl Lauren in New York who lives a zero waste lifestyle. Okay. And after you see that, you can't go back. Like yeah. you are aware of yeah. the waste you're creating and you know, I mean, yeah, awareness is the first step and you try to make small steps, but yeah. it's good. I, I do find that a lot more you go out and they will give you 10 cents off if you bring your own coffee mug or even they're doing biodegradable vegetable bags at the grocery store. Like at oh, least okay. we're, yeah. and, you know, and going towards beeswax, them. plastic wrap, yeah. or beeswax wrap instead of plastic wrap. Yeah. You know, there's all these alternatives these totally. days, which is fantastic. So yeah, so that's great. And I know that you also buy, Lauren, you also buy uh, only a limited number of groceries too, because... Yeah, I've yeah. gotten so good okay. with not throwing food out. Oh, like that's I'm, awesome. Yeah, like being just so specific. I usually just eat dinner, like I'll have something light in the afternoon, but I'm so specific with what I make for dinner and I don't throw food out anymore and it's such a good feeling. I mean, still sometimes I'll like flop a recipe. I baked muffins the other day and then turn out. Okay, okay. <laughs> today <laughs> but yeah, um because don't you have like a it's like you have one garbage can or something at home like yeah i just have one okay. under the sink so how does that work i still as a minimalist adopter i i have i have multiple but it's amazing <laughs> well i have my recycling yeah in the closet yeah, yeah. and then actually you freeze your compost okay. and then it won't rot or smell or anything in your place and you just take it out once a week wow yeah it's, that's interesting so if you have like coffee grinds or like fruit or whatever just put it in a bag in the freezer a biodegradable bag and then put it in the compost at the end Love of the week it. so smart yeah it is smart otherwise you just get because it you can't just keep it in room temperature yeah 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 just a uh, last question on the on the podcast like what's i mean you how many episodes are you in it like uh, just over i think 62 okay yeah. i was gonna say 70 i'm projecting for yeah projecting what's um any surprises, like just going through the process and interviewing people, like what's kind of s stood out for you? Oh, absolutely. I would say I surprised myself in the sense that I'm so proud of how far we've come, first of yeah. all. I mean, we started in summer 2018 and thinking of how much we've accomplished since then. It's pretty amazing and how much we've learned about this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, I become so incredibly passionate about this lifestyle because it really does lead to a more joyful life. Yeah. And I want to be able, and I love the fact that we're able to help people. That's one of the biggest benefits of this, this mm -hmm. whole thing. I mean, we interact with our listeners through our social media accounts, especially Instagram and some of the reviews that we get. It's just amazing. And some of the stories that they share with us on how we've helped them, uh, not, not just with their physical clutter, but when they touch on their mental clutter, it's just so rewarding. Some of them brought me to tears. It's just an amazing thing. Uh, and I think, I mean, I'm 
I would say I'm, I'm a huge connector. I love connecting with people and I love connecting people. And yeah. I think this is an amazing outlet for me to do so. So, yeah. Love so it. I think that was what was the most surprising. The big surprise. Um, we interviewed a dating coach about okay. a year ago. And yeah. it really, like, I was like, I don't know how this relates to minimalism, but she came and we had the best conversation for a couple hours and we were having a glass of wine and I just learned so much from her and I never expected to like talk to someone about dating and minimalism. How to simplify the dating process. So cool. It yeah. was amazing. It was really good and she's like, you got to get out there and you got to meet people and you got to put yourself out there and just go on a bunch of dates and be yourself and yeah, it was just so interesting to talk to her. Like you... It, it, that was the, my biggest surprise. I think that was the most fun podcast and just one I didn't expect to do on yeah. minimalism. Yeah, and her name is Natalia Juarez. Okay. She's been on Good Morning America. She's doing very, yeah, very well for herself. So she's good. actually a relationship co- coach, but also a breakup coach for better breakups. Fascinating. Oh, interesting. Yeah, very, very niche subject. So, yeah, she's she's fascinating. And I highly recommend you look her up if you, if sure. you haven't heard of her before. She's amazing. So. I think what's super cool about just being a host of a podcast, and obviously you can relate to this, is just, especially if you're you're open to, like you said, like new conversations and new thought processes yeah. or, or mentalities or mindsets, it's just, it's endless, right? Like even, even on the mental fitness side of things, like sound healing and things like, like things like that, that I would three, five, five years ago would have been like that stuff is way out there, right? right? And the whole point of this show is to show that there's so many like ancient practices that um, are super cool and backed by a lot of really great science. But I think you have to be open to just take it all in, which is mm-hmm. seems like from your journey, um, that's been one of the benefits, obviously going down that path. I do want to talk a little bit about emotional minimalism, which you've both hit on. Um, and then get a little bit more into your personal practices. I know you're both, I think, Kelly, you started with the bullet journal and mm-hmm. Lauren, you picked that up as well. Mm-hmm. And that's something I really want to touch on because as someone that journals quite frequently, it's, I've never got into bullet journaling because mm-hmm. it always seemed like I need to be a creative director <laughs> and be so organized with the whole the whole system that it's it's actually scared me away a bit. So why don't we just start there? Like, how did bullet journaling come into both of your worlds? Uh, it was actually a friend of mine, a mentor figure of mine. He he was showcasing this journal that he had. And I said, oh, well, what is that? And he goes, oh, it's a bullet journal. And I had never heard of it before. So he was the first one to introduce it to, introduce it to me. And then I grabbed the book, The Bullet Journal Method by Carol Ryder, okay. who started, who created The Bullet Journal Method. And fascinating book. I think you read it as well, Lauren. Yeah, that's really and good. Lauren actually bought me a bullet journal oh, for the yeah. year. <laughs> and I started using it. And it is amazing it's a game changer for me okay sure. everybody has a different way of organizing yeah. but basically a bullet journal is a way to organize your current tasks your previous and showcase your previous accomplishments and keep hold of your your future goals so okay. it is an analog system what i love about it is that you will never say oh my gosh where did my day go because you'll know where your day went because it is a collection of your work tasks and your personal tasks okay. it's a way to help you keep your word as well with your friends and your family because if you're yeah. you're telling your sister oh i'll meet you there at that time you won't forget because yeah. it will be there i love what i love the most about it is that you actually physically cross off each task which That's makes huge. you feel accomplished yeah. accomplished another piece is that you can see what your day looks like. And originally, and this happened to Lauren, she was packing your day, saying, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get all this done in one day. And then we realized, wow, it's actually important for us to create some white space. Oh yeah, totally. And whether that and that goes into mental fitness, it's yeah. white, white space to relax our mind or white space to also exercise our mind, grow our yeah. mind in a way, right? Are we going to listen to an audiobook or are we going to meditate, right? So, yeah. and sometimes I actually have to force myself to take that five, 10 minutes because yeah. I'm a, worker, a workaholic at times. And so I say, even when I'm at my office, I have to say, okay, you're going to get up. Here in your in your little balls, you know, it says five minutes to go for a coffee. And I will literally make myself go, even if I don't yeah. want to go. Because you have to do that. Everybody needs some, you need that mental clarity. Yeah. It's so important. But on a deeper level, 
I think that a lot of people, they see mental fitness as, oh, you know, I'm feeling stressed. I'm just going to go to take a yoga class because that will help me clear my mind. And then they go back to work. That's not solving the root of the <laughs> problem. That's yeah. the problem. You really need to think about what can I, what habits can I incorporate into my everyday so that I'm going to feel more relaxed throughout my day, yeah. right? Rather yeah. than how can I feel better in that half an hour and then go back to my stressful job? So. Yeah. Yeah. And totally. just having, you know, your week, your day, your month laid out in front of you, it makes you accountable for your time. Anything you want to accomplish, you can systematically create in your life. Like it's incredible for that. If you want to get in shape or if you want to learn to play an instrument, if you want to read every day, if you want to get promoted, you want to start a business, like you can put into your day and organize your day exactly how you want to do it. I think that with the bullet journal too, it's so individual. Like you cannot, there's no one system. Like yeah. for me, I more have a calendar and then I have a general list of things I like to do every day. And I like the calendar because not only do I know where I have to be on what days, but I also know what I have to prepare for. It's like, okay. for instance, this podcast coming up on Friday. Okay. I got to make my notes for this podcast. Or if there's like an event coming up and you have to get a gift or just whatever it is, you can yeah. see in front of you. So you're not, your life isn't as hectic. Um, I think it's important too, because you can actually look at your life and see if you enjoy your life. Like, are you always just working and watching TV? Like, are you doing things that you enjoy? Are you learning new skills? Are you like yeah. seeing your friends? Are you seeing your family? Are you exercising? Like it's such self awareness to have yeah. a bullet journal. And if you oh, don't, sold. and if you don't like the idea of an analog method, you can also incorporate the bullet journal idea online as well, like through your calendar. Mm -hmm. So, okay, uh, I highly recommend the analog version. Yeah. Because I think it's a good break. You, yeah, it's it's a good break. It's yeah. a really really good break. I fill up my bullet journal every Sunday for fifteen minutes. Sometimes it's ten minutes. Yeah. Quick fill up for the week and see what the week looks like. And. We actually interviewed um, an amazing author named Hamza Khan. He wrote uh, The Burnout Gamble. Yeah. And he was talking to us about how he basically color codes his bullet journal so that it's based on his energy output. Mm. So if he knows he needs to you know, deliver a speech at the end of the day, he'll make sure that everything leading up to that moment isn't too, too strenuous on him, you know, yeah. it is, isn't using too much of his energy so that he's prepared for that time. So yeah, it's really fascinating. So I, I haven't started to color code, but I like what you said about how the bullet journal isn't one dimensional because it's not, it's, it's just like the minimalist lifestyle. Every minimalist lifestyle is going to look completely different. Yeah. And that's why I love, I, I actually hate it when people talk about minimalist misconceptions because I really want I'm really hopeful that Laura and I can really break those yeah. because everybody's, it's just, it's basically minimalism is just a lifestyle philosophy that helps you get closer to designing your ideal life. Totally. Well, and that's what I love about your podcast is just, you know, if any, I'll link to this in the show notes, obviously, including that book. Um, Cause I think I'm going to read that yes. to try to get back into, because uh, everything you just said really lights me up so I yeah, feel like I, feel I like missed I something to get back into it sometimes I'll like write a list and then I'll delete it and I'm like if you can't remember it it's too complicated like I like a very simplified um schedule yeah. and I have my morning routine and then I'll write and go to work and I come home in the evenings I like to work on my comedy while I'm having a glass of wine yeah so like that is just in my head yeah. So I, I don't like to have to write it down, but now that we're talking about it, I'm like, I'm inspired. And I want oh my to do another one. And actually, I want to add on to what you just said. And I mentioned this in our previous podcast that a client of mine pulled me aside and he goes, the majority of us, majority of us we, we look at our list of tasks. We think about what's on our checklist every day, but we never really think about what's not on our checklist. Mm. And I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's powerful. Like, oh, that's so powerful. I was like, yes, it's so true. We need to we need to implement that a little bit better. So love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. And like I said, I'll link to it in the notes. We have to get to the holiday season. I mean, we're sitting in the winter wonderland over here. And you know, this is this podcast is going out right before all of the crazy shopping, all of the um 
time, whether positive, stressful, negative, whatever it is with, with family and like eating and drinking. It's how did you describe it when we're downstairs, Kelly? Like it's the holiday of, Oh, Oh, it's the holiday of excess. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that. So, I mean, obviously having the two of you as, as experts in this space, like we have to talk about that and let's, let's just try to talk about it in the sense of like little tips and tricks and maybe some prompts people can um, ask themselves as we're going through the season to maybe create those micro pauses so that we aren't bloated every yeah, <laughs> when we go to bed. <laughs> it can absolutely be one of those time, the time of year where you feel super stressed. Yeah. Like, I have all these people in my life and I need to give them gifts. I need to give everybody a gift. I think it's also, I think it's really reasonable to speak with those people about, hey, you know, especially sisters and brothers and, and parents to say, hey, you know, what, what do you want for Christmas? And, or, or preferably, what do you need? What do you need in your life yeah. right now? And for me, I think it's okay to have an open conversation about, oh, you know, is there, why don't we set a limit, a price, price limit for presents for each other? That way you kind of have an idea rather than thinking, oh my gosh, you know, if someone gives me a $100 gift and I have to give them a $100 gift back, you know, it's, I think it's okay to have that conversation. I think it's also important that you think about what those people in your life that you that you love really actually need rather than what they want because you don't want to feed the wants uh so i'm always mindful of that and actually it's it's just the beginning of december but my dad sent me an email today saying hey you know do you think mom will like this and i said yeah i think she'll like it but she doesn't need it (laughs) (laughs) and and then he i got him thinking he goes you know what i think you're right you know and especially when it has to do with electronics and i think a lot of us are like this these these days but my mom uh, love her but sometimes she just she's on her ipad for so long she just loves her ipad and you know if there's something to do with an ipad no Let's move her away from the iPad yeah, yeah, exactly. and let's do things that get her out connecting, you know? So She's going to uh, get a bullet journal this season. Exactly. Yeah, actually. <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love to gift her one of those. And uh, another thing I wanted to mention, so we actually recorded an episode last year on ho- the holidays and consumerism okay. and how we as millennials can really shift our buying power yeah. uh, in a smarter direction. And millennials, as with millennials, we like to shop local and as minimalists, we prefer high quality and ethical and sustainable brands. So those are things that I'm thinking about this year. You know, I want to buy local. I want to support local businesses. I, I want to support sustainable brands. If I need, if I need, if I need a certain item, I want it to fall among those lines. And you know, it's so interesting. So every single year, my Christmas list has, is become shorter and shorter and shorter. And this year is the second year that I feel I feel fully fulfilled in that area. I mean, if I can buy it if I need it. I don't need anything, yeah. really. And it, and it sounds cliche, but I just want to spend amazing time with the people I love. I yeah. really do. And Lauren and I, inspired by you, Lauren, you fired us to record an episode called The Gift of 20 Things, okay. which we recorded last year. It was amazing. Basically, Lauren and I were like, okay, so what should we get each other for Christmas? And we thought, well, why don't we just not get each other anything physical? And why don't we exchange 20 things we have learned from each other? Oh, cool. Including our minimalist lessons. So we're actually going to do it again for this year. Okay. Which I'm really excited. But it was super rewarding. Oh yeah, my God. it was amazing. I like this was a couple years ago, but I was yeah. dating guy and he was a student and we just agreed that we're like, okay, we'll get each other a $25 gift and then we're going to write up 25 things we learned from each other. Okay. And we're sitting at the Royal York drinking scotch like a couple hours before I took the train home for Christmas. And we like poured our hearts out to each other. And he's like, this is the nicest thing that anyone has ever written to me. And like you, like these are things that are valuable. I still have the list. I'll probably have for my, the rest of my life. Yeah. And it's like beautiful and it's emotional and. It's an experience. Yeah. It's an experience. Like I feel like Christmas gifts get really tacky this time of year and you get all of this stuff that you just come home with bags of stuff you, you don't need. And then it just piles up in your closet and. Yeah. Unless you're going to re-gift it or sell it. or And that's okay. We yeah, which is completely fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we believe that if someone gives you an item, it's now owned by you. 
and you have the opportunity to re-gift it. Obviously, there are levels that you really need to be careful. Sure. If your mom bought you a coat, you may you may need to keep it so she sees you wearing it. But yeah, yeah so you, but it's it's important to communicate to those around you that yeah, you know, this is what I need, and I don't need those little things. I love those little things, and it must be difficult. You know, I know Mark, you have a son, so yeah. when people want to give your son toys. That must be, yeah. it, it, would you communicate to your networks, hey, you know? We're, uh, yeah. Yeah. We're pretty strict on, like, we'll provide a list. And it's funny you say local, like, even, I mean, he's really, I, I play acoustic guitar just as a hobby, and he's really enjoying that. So we're, I'm looking for, like, a mini a miniature oh, version. But, so like, cute. the decision process on that was, like, I can get my, put it on my mom's list, but she'll probably just go to, like, a Toys R Us or something like that and pick it up. Whereas, you know, there's some local Christmas shops near where we live and like, let's try to find something local. So it's just, again, like that micro pause of asking those questions and he doesn't need all this other things, but that I know will light him up, for example, right? And he doesn't need like three guitars. You know? It's that sense of connection that you get out yeah, of that gift. Exactly. It's amazing. Like I love that story with that yeah. guy you dated. I think that's the most Yeah. Beautiful. My mom told me when uh, my brother and I were kids, my brother had this huge list of stuff he wanted for Christmas. And my mom was like, what do you want for Christmas, Lauren? And all my list said was crayons. That's awesome. <laughs> I've been a minimalist since I was like yeah, the third grade. You were born a minimalist. I love it. <laughs> Um, but I have so many tips and tricks for the season. I, I feel like with my family, we do Secret Santa. So yeah, it's we the do one too. Where you, so we, everyone puts a gift, a wrapped gift in the middle, and you have to roll dice. and Or, no, sorry, you put a wrapped gift in the middle, and everyone draws a number. Okay. And then um, you can trade gifts or keep gifts. Or, oh, cool. And then by the end, you know, it was fun. Like, people got blankets or, like, hot chocolate or, or just chocolates or dessert or... Um, like hand soap, like things that were necessary and nice. Yeah. So unisex gifts because you don't know where it's yeah, going to. Yeah, it was unisex. Okay. And um, my nine-year-old grandmother was playing. She's like, I don't get it. Like, I get to trade my gift. I get someone else's <laughs> gift. But it's just instead of buying, you know, 15 gifts, you buy one gift and then you get to play a game with the family and it's fun. Yeah. Um, for girls Christmas, like one of my sets of friends, we're, we're talking about, a gift exchange and we're like let's just go for dinner like i don't want to just exchange yeah. gifts like it doesn't yeah. make sense and another thing pay attention to people throughout the year with what if they're like oh i i love that like i don't know sweater you have or yeah. i was on a plane with a girlfriend last week and i have this neck rest that blows up so you can fold it and put it in your bag and she loved the concept of it so like make notes for those sure. things that people love or they want or even if they like tried granola and they're like, oh, this is the best granola I've ever had. Write that down so that at the end of the year, it yeah. shows that you like listened to them and you paid attention and you bought them stuff that they really wanted and they loved yeah. instead of just aimlessly going into the mall frantically before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The end of and the just year. buying whatever. Yeah. Buying whatever. It's so dumb to yeah. do that. It's just not intentional at all. Yeah. And this lifestyle is all about being, living yeah. with intention. I like that you said granola. Are you saying that? Because you know I love granola. No, <laughs> You're going to get granola. It's a little bit of a deception. I should invent my own granola one day. Yeah, you should. 100%. That's awesome. What about, because the other thing that this time of the year is is quite notorious for is just the, the, you know, the year is ending and a new year is starting. So from a mental perspective, just naturally, a lot of us go through reflections, right, on you know, what went well, what maybe didn't go well, and, you know, how do I want to kick off the new year? Do you guys have any type of practices that you do on a regular basis or specifically for this time of year to, like, get ready for that time? No, but I'm definitely feeling that wave of energy. And I think it's because we're coming close to the next year. Yeah. And I'm starting to ask myself those questions. What do you want for next year? Are you are you moving in the right direction? It's almost, I actually feel a little bit anxious. Fair. Um, but You're I'm human. And I think I'm feeling anxious because if there's a new year coming and I should have all these ideas in place and I should, you know, for example, my bullet journal, I would say that I am 80% successful with it, meaning okay. I accomplish 80% of what I put down for myself every day. So maybe I want to, I might make a goal that, when I write things down, I'm going to try and move that to 90%. Yeah. 
uh, again, this lifestyle is all about it basically supports flaws and imperfections. So it's okay not to be perfect, but I think I really, really want to change some habits. So I think it's important for me preparing for the new year to write down those habits that aren't serving me and figure out how I can incorporate those that are. And I know the whole idea of habit stacking. If I already have a positive habit in place, I can incorporate this new habit in there with that habit because it's easier to be successful at it if you do so. So, yeah. That's true. Um, I'm not like a New Year's Day type of goal setter. I'm more my birthday. Like I feel like every time I turn a new year, I'm like, what do I want out of this year? What did I do the past year? So that's more of like a time of reflection for me. I used to be the type that would like eat as much as I could and spend as much as I could and go out as much as I wanted and then be like, I'm going to be like a new person in January, like the rest of the world, how everyone thinks. But I definitely don't do that anymore. I try to like be consistent and balanced in my everyday life now. And like, don't wait till New Year's to start. Like if there's something you want to get working on, you want to do it, like start the second you want to do it. Don't be like, oh, January 1st. Like if anything... Yeah, the holidays are busy, but you also get a lot of downtime. Like, you get time off work, and if you're traveling, there's that time on the plane, there's times at airports. Like, this is time, downtime that you can be putting into what you want to work on. So don't push everything off till January 1st. You have morning habit, a morning habit routine that I admire. I know. Let's talk about it. She (laughs) wakes up every single day at 6 in the morning, even on weekends. It's unbelievable. I'm a morning person. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. amazing. And <laughs> so yeah. 6 a.m., but not only do you wake up at that time, you read, you have your cup of coffee, you exercise, you get those things done in the morning that are important to you. You're exercising your mind before you and your body before you start the day, which yeah. is what I aspire to be able to do. And you know what? I, I should also add that, again, it is a big challenge, this lifestyle, and having a bullet journal and accomplishing those tasks on your bullet journal. But if you can have a, if you have a friend who's also doing it, it makes it so much easier. Yes. Yeah. So, a bit of accountability. Yeah. Partner. Because I see you living the way you do. It makes me realize, okay, yeah, it motivates me. It motivates me. So those around you should also think about, and a minimalism touches on that too. Think about, are the people around you building you up? Uh, do they have the same mindset as you? Do they have a growth mindset? Yeah. So important to have people around you that support you. Uh, and if you feel like you don't have that circle of friends or if you're living in a new city, go focus on interests. Like, like find an interest in the city that yeah. you can turn into a passion and you'll meet other people that are also passionate about that. Just like Lauren and her comedy. Lauren would have never done comedy in the past. This yeah. lifestyle has inspired you to do that and you also are meeting these fun people where you yeah, can be completely so <laughs> yourself. Completely yourself and completely vulnerable and not care. It's yeah. amazing. But that's where I think like these, these worlds start to, like the whole physical and mental world combines right because like people understand that okay i need to get rid of the things that are no longer serving me physically but then when it comes to relationships or certain habits and things like that it's harder to grasp that and it's it's you know it's okay if that relationship is no longer it's not to discredit it right like Mm -hmm. you're grateful for it but maybe like whatever has happened it's okay that that's no longer kind of a center point in your life. Yeah, there are chapters and we there are chapters in life and we grow and we change and we can grow apart from people. And it's sad. It really Mm. is sad. Uh but you know what? It's it's also an important decision. Totally. Because if that person's only bringing you down, then that's not healthy. And to be able to recognize that is an amazing thing, I think, for the long term. I love it. Last question for you two awesome ladies. What truly just lights you up right now? What's making you smile? Oh, so many things. Christmas. Yeah, besides this beautiful. <laughs> yeah, besides the place, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so many things. Like, I have recently started the comedy course. I mm-hmm. take it Mondays for three hours, and it's probably my th- favorite three hours of every week. We just get to stand up and make jokes and laugh about our lives, and I've met so many people, so... Even though it makes me really nervous and scared, it really does. I walk out yeah. of there with such a smirk on my face walking home. Like, I cannot take the smile off my face. So um, that really lights me up. 
And yeah, I guess just the holiday season and yeah, reflecting on the past year and yeah. I think connecting with people too, Lauren and I, whenever we're with our group of friends, it just feels amazing. Like just being with a group of friends and feeling a sense of connection and laughing and all these things are so important. I, I realize that laughing uncontrollably lights me up. And so oh, if yeah, I can so true. if I can find that, I will I will chase it because totally. it's the best feeling in the world. What lights me up is being able to connect with you right now. I love these conversations. I'm passionate about minimalism. I'm passionate about helping people. So this podcast is what lights me up in a big way. And Lauren, like, love you. So uh, love Lauren you. pursuing comedy lights me up too. I just love oh, that. that's beautiful. Okay, thank you. So <laughs> awesome. Like, I'm so happy that you are pursuing something you're super passionate about. Don't put the pressure on me. Yeah, no. Yeah. no, no. Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty cool. Like, no, it is. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, I mean, that definitely lights me up. I think that there are things that don't light me up in my life right now, and I'll be honest. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's challenging sometimes. So, but, and, you know, I think when you juggle a lot of things all at the same time, it's it's hard to feel lit up all the time. But I think that's just reality. Exactly. I don't think all of us are always lit up and exactly. on. And that's why we need to create that space for mental clarity and mm -hmm. you know one of the things i find is that i feel like i'm not reading enough so it's i'm like oh i need to read read more books re uh, listen to more audiobooks because i know that, that lights me up so right. i like when you ask this question because it makes me realize like hey what am i doing that's where i can feel more lit up what, what can sure. i do to feel more lit up read more books yeah um you know take more walks so it's good it's a good amazing question. yeah well, I lied. There's another question because I can't forget to get your questions because that's a huge part of the show, obviously. Um, and especially since we spent so much time on journaling, I always pull the self-reflective questions of the guests, right? And the whole idea behind this is really everyone listening, whether you're physically journaling or, I mean, we're all journaling in some capacity. We're always thinking or reflecting. That could be through a walk, could be pen to paper, could be with an app. It doesn't matter. It's just taking some space to, to think. So I'd love to get some questions that either you guys ask yourself on a frequent basis or during, you know, big life-changing events, but just a few prompts that, you know, we can leave with the audience. I feel like something I ask myself almost every day is, are you working on what you want out of life? And, you know, I think it's so easy for our days to just pass us by. Like, yeah, autopilot. Yeah, like I have a job in real estate and it's great but like it's not my lifelong dream and you know every it's so hard if, if you have that long day working in real estate to be like did you work on your dreams today though and uh taking care of yourself it's like did you enjoy your cup of coffee this morning did you do your exercise today did you call your mom like are you and just what i want in the future like in the next few years i want to start a family and i want to get married and i hope to like start doing comedy or write a book and um it's like are you working towards those goals are you yeah. dating are you getting writing experience are you taking your comedy courses are you practicing and writing your comedy are you exercising every day it's like constantly checking in yeah. to make sure that to both be enjoying my day-to-day -day and the moment but to have recognition of the future Eckhart or not Eckhart. Eckhart Tolle yeah no he says that but it's um Marcus Aurelius says oh. uh be mindful of the future but not at the expense of the present moment yes. so it's like finding the balance between the two but yeah. I am very self-reflective of making sure that I'm working towards what I want and not just because I feel like you blink and it's been five years or it's been yeah. 10 years and you're like oh my god how, how did I get there how did this happen and I even where I want to be. So totally, I think I read that. I so I read Ryan uh, Holiday's Daily Stoic every oh, morning, which yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I read that page oh, like four days ago. One, yeah, so you, good. You can't live in the future either, but no, you can't. I don't think that you should just let your days dwindle by. Yeah, there's we all are here for a reason. So. Totally. Thank you. Those are great. And Thanks. I have a I have a quote to add to that. Oh, let's do uh, it by Ryder Carroll, who wrote the Bullet Journal Method. He says. Often all it takes to live intentionally is to pause before you proceed. And I love that. Because we all need to pause. We really, really do. Uh, and it, on your note, Lauren, I have actually the same reflection. Uh, that is, 
I ask myself, am I accomplishing my short-term goals and moving in the right direction? Am I implementing things every day to get closer to what I want next year or the next year or the next year? You know, I'm, I'm 32 now. So, you know, and not to feel the pressure, but, you know, it's, you know, thinking about making a family one day and having kids. And so I've got all these people asking me these questions. And yeah. I'm, I don't mind people asking me that. It's just more so like I need to start asking myself those questions. Right? Oh, you interesting. Know, it's, sure. It's, you know, you can't live for what other people want for you. You just like ask yourself like, hey, like when do I want it? Or when do I foresee it? Do I feel the urge right now? Like these are all questions we all need to ask ourselves. And so there's that piece. And on a day-to-day -day basis, I ask myself, am I creating enough space, especially in my calendar, for downtime or me time? And, yeah. and also for time for a sense of connection. Am I spending enough time with my family, with my boyfriend? Like all these things are important, my friends. And Another thing is sometimes I feel, okay, I feel a little anxious. I'm like, oh, well, or I feel a little bit worked too, like too worked up. And I'm like, okay, so what am I lacking? It's usually lacking a sense of connection. And that moment I'm like, oh, well, maybe I should call Lauren, call, call another girlfriend and, or a, another group of friends and find time to get together mm -hmm. because that brings like, oh, it just clears my eye and makes me so happy. That is a gym does that for me too, going yeah. to exercising, but yeah, it's good to check in and be like, hey, like when's the last time I hung out with my group of friends? And again, back to my whole chat about laughter. It's like, when's the last time I had that amazing deep conversation? When's the last time I laughed so hard I couldn't breathe? Like these are things that I oh, ask myself. Yeah, I really like basis. that. Yeah. I, th I feel like relationships and experiences have been a real big core theme of our conversation in general. It's so It's so powerful, right? Like that's really what we're what we're living for. So yeah. it's amazing. I'm, I mean, A, I want to thank you uh, personally for taking the time to have the conversation, but then obviously from everyone listening, um, a huge thanks and just a huge acknowledgement for the work that you're both doing and putting, like, you know, running a podcast is not the easiest thing. It takes a lot of time and effort and dedication. Um, and you're doing it for such a beautiful reason to help people like people all around the world, you know, live a little bit more uh, intentionally, which I love. So thank you for doing that. Well, thank you so much. There really is some great synergy between the two of us. Yeah. Uh, you really focus on the importance of mental fitness and self-reflection. And that is a key component of this lifestyle. It is you need to implement that into your day to day uh, in order to figure out what is your ideal life and uh, how you should design your every day. So that you are moving in the right direction and you do feel full fulfillment in your life and full joy. Like that's what everybody is seeking. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. And, and I should add that we interviewed you on mental minimalism and yes. that was really, really exciting. And, uh, we hope to interview you again. So we, we really enjoyed the conversation. So I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having so us. It's so, yeah, it's such a natural conversation with you always. So, Oh, that, that makes me smile. <laughs> so nice. Thanks for listening. That was our guest appearance in the Behind the Human podcast with host Mark Champagne. If you enjoyed this discussion, we recommend you subscribe to Behind the Human. Also, if you haven't already listened, please check out our episode titled Mental Minimalism, where we had the opportunity to interview Mark about his mental fitness practices. Plus, with the holiday season approaching, we also recommend our episode titled The Gift of 20 Things That Aren't Things. And you can check out all of these links in our show notes. Thanks again for listening and we wish you all the best this holiday season. Speak soon.